At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into my guys in the desert. Stormy Bonantoni with you live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Got a great show on tap. Will Hill of the New York City cast is going to join us in just a few minutes once we wrap up top five. The NBA draft coming up tomorrow from Brooklyn, New York. So discuss with him as well as Derek uh, Murray, NBA draft scout and advisor. Join us a little bit later. We're also going to be very Stanley Cup final heavy today with game four upcoming. Nick Alberga, NHL betting and fantasy analyst will be here at the end of the hour and Dwayne Colucci of the Ramport Race and Sportsbook as well. Both of them have been very uh, consistently successful with their bets in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So excited to hear their thoughts for tonight. Now, let's get into some odds and updates in today's top five. Things you need to know that impact us as betters. And we will start with the critical game for today. Avs Lightning, a pick at Amelie Arena after Tampa claimed a 6-2 win in game three to cut the Avs series uh, deficit two games to one. Total in this one, six, despite three straight overs so far in the set first and second period overs as well as first goal as first goal scored in the first 10 minutes yes all three for three to open the set. All eyes, though, will be in goal. Darcy Kemper was in the starter's net today at morning skate for the Az, but didn't get a ringing endorsement from Coach Jared Bednar in his media availability. Bringing in the question, how short will the leash be as Pavel Francouz waits in the wings? But, uh, Bednar also called Nazem Kadri a game-time decision. He's been skating and that Andre Burakovsky still has not made the trip, will not play today. He stayed in Denver this week. Lightning head coach John Cooper said he expects Nikita Kucherov to be a go tonight after leaving game three late in the third period with a hit in the boards. Uh, Braden Point, however, doubtful. Number two, like I mentioned, the NBA draft just one day away. Jabari Smith Jr., though, became an even larger favorite overnight when we talked about it yesterday on the show. Minus 155, now a minus 250 favorite to go number one to the Orlando Magic. That steam, though, on Duke's Paolo Bancaro backing off slightly. Still hard to ignore the move, though, from 20 to 1 last Friday, plus 255 now. The expected order of the top three, according to oddsmakers, is Smith at one. Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren, minus 220 to go two and Bancaro minus 350 at number three. Speaking of number three in today's top five, the Athletics' Connor Hughes writes that Brees Hall is now the Batman to Michael Carter's Robin, adding that the Jets will use both guys and Hall is going to be the lead back. The second round selection out of Iowa State, impressing at OTAs with Mike LaFleur calling him a fluid mover who sneaks up on defenders and a special talent. Sounds like that fantasy stock could be growing. Over under rush yards prop on DraftKings, 830 and a half yards and five and a half rushing touchdowns for New York this coming season. Jets win total set at five and a half. Money coming in 
on the over, juice to minus 165. Number four, Mets manager Buck Showalter acknowledging that Max Scherzer is a consideration for Sunday's series finale at Miami. The veteran ace got up to 65 pitches in a minor league rehab start on Tuesday in AA Binghamton. He's been on the shelf, though, since May 19th with a left oblique strain. He was 5-1 with a 2-5-4 ERA before having to take a seat prior to the injury, even without Scherzer, though, in the rotation. The Mets continue to boast the second most wins in baseball, going 20-11 in his absence. Mets in action right now, trailing the Houston Astros 5-3 in the top of the eighth. And last one here, the 2022 College World Series is down to its final four teams, uh, final three teams now after Oklahoma just knocked off Texas A&M with a 5-1 win. That game going well under the 14 and a half total. And then tonight, Ole Miss with an opportunity to do the same to the Arkansas Razorbacks. The Rebels are undefeated in the NCAA tournament, going 7-0 straight up, 6-1 on the run line so far, which included a win over the Hogs just two days ago, 13-5. Now, like we talked about already, the NBA draft coming up from Brooklyn, New York tomorrow to break down that and much more. We welcome in Will Hill, host of the New York CityCast at not the Will Hill on Twitter. What's going on, my man? Stormy, what's going on? The draft, I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but the, it kind of snuck up on me with Mets and Yankees playing so well. The Rangers made a nice little run. It seems like the finals just ended less than a week ago. It was, you know, a few days ago. And here we are with a draft. So uh, made a few bets, nothing crazy, but uh, just kind of kind of snuck up on me. I feel like you're always going to be busy in New York with everything that's happening there. And then you've got the Yankees who have just had the amount of success that they've had right now. So, so much fun. But yes, the NBA draft is the focus today. It snuck up, but excited about it, no doubt. Uh, a lot of the attention is always on who's going to go number one overall. Jabari Smith, we talked about a, a big favorite right now. But there's so many different ways that you can bet the draft. What are some that you use to approach this time? Yeah, it's a good point. There's so many ways to bet it. And I think it's always important. We always talk about having multiple outs, but this time, you know, something like the draft, the numbers vary book to book so much. It's a huge time. It's it's so critically important to have multiple outs because you could find a guy who's over under draft position, 17 and a half somewhere and 15 and a half somewhere else. And you can just uh, look for some middle opportunities that way. Um, it, it's interesting. The number one pick, I still think it'll be Smith. It, it's funny how Boncaro, the number moved, and there was all that steam from 20 to 1 all the way up to like 2 to 1 in some places. But then it just kind of stopped. It didn't get mm -hmm. to the point where he was the favorite, which, you know, if he got to the point where he was the favorite, maybe, maybe you know, it makes you think there's some information behind it, some inside information. You know, you wonder how many people in the world right now know who Orlando is going to take. Uh, Steve Cerruti, who's a producer for The Ringer, comes on my podcast. You know, he's a big Orlando Magic fan, and, you know, he produces Bill Simmons' podcast, Ryan Rossillo. So he's he's locked in. He says the Magic are famous for being very tight-lipped. So the idea that somebody would know a couple days before the draft who they're taking is unlikely. So I still think it'll be Smith. It's more, you know, guesswork than anything. I did grab some Boncaro at you know just to get ahead of the numbers but i do think it'll be smith uh and there's still some some other ones on the board duran over 10 10 and a half if he can get that one uh, i think that's a good one just sort of aggregating all these mock drafts seems like he's the guy who could slip out of the top 10 remember he got dismissed from the team at memphis and again a lot of this is just reading the tea leaves reading the mock drafts so, sort of aggregating things uh he's a guy i think could slip Okay, that's good to know because I, I was about to say, so you're not believing the hype that he could go nine to the Spurs. I feel like that's something that I just kept reading over the last couple of days. You think he falls out of the top 10? I'll believe anything. It's just the more, like I said, I've read a bunch of these mocks. I try to you know keep it to the mainstream ones. It seems like there's some movement that he could fall 13, 14, mm. something like that. Again, I'm not going crazy with these. You know, Sometimes we talk about what we're going to bet. We should spend a little more time specifying, hey, is this a big bet, a small bet? I'm not going crazy with any of these things. It's fun. <laughs> Uh, you know, you can get a little bit of an edgy thing maybe here or there, but this isn't one where I'm like, I'm convinced either way, but I did play a little bit of uh, Duran over 10 and a half. Absolutely. Such an information game. And you mentioned the Yankees a little bit ago, and boy, have they been good. 50 wins so far this season, but uncharacteristically dropped two of their last three. We don't see that very often with the pinstripes this year. Uh, I know that you do have a play on the total in their game against the Rays today, but just generally speaking, do you think this is a good opportunity for a bounce back? I think they're around a minus 140 favorite today yeah it's a little expensive the guy going for tampa is uh is pretty good baz he's a big prospect he's 
dealt with some injuries. I think this is his third start of the year. So uh, I'm on the under here. Montgomery's one of the more underrated pitchers in baseball. It's funny. He's maybe one of the 15 best pitchers in the American League. And once the playoffs start, there's a good chance he's the odd man out and he gets moved to the bullpen because you got Cole, Cortez, Severino, and Tyone. It's also been under the radar and been really good. So I'm playing the under here. If you look at the Rays lineup, it's a lot of injuries. Wander Franco, Brandon Lau, uh, Kiermaier, and Margot are out. You just go down the line, Zanino. It's really sort of a B-squad lineup here with Tampa. So uh, I know they hit a bunch of homers yesterday. Paredes hit three off Cortez, or he hit three. I don't know if all three were off Cortez, but uh, I did play the under seven here. Yankees-Rays game, they've played a lot here over the last two or three weeks. Uh, a bunch of their games have gone under, so I'm looking for a low-scoring game here. The total's low at seven, but I did play under seven. Our producer, Stephanie, uh, would like to know why Giancarlo Stanton hasn't been living up to the billing. He's on her fantasy team, and she's freaking out that the team is doing so well and he's doing nothing. What's happening there? Yeah, it's bad news for the rest of the league because he he's a very hot and cold player. He'll have a week where he just homers, you know, seems like once or twice a night, and he hasn't done that. He's certainly cooled off, and they're still winning games. So he'll have a stretch. Uh, he'll he'll certainly have a stretch here where he hits, you know, six and five games. It's just that's a, it's a sign of a great team. They seem to alternate who carries the team. One week Rizzo gets really hot. Obviously, Judge has been incredible. You know, Torres has his moments. They seem to pass the baton between who gets hot. Stan's had his moments early in the year. He's cooled off. Like you said, he hasn't had a great year, but uh, I'm sure his moments are coming. Yeah, it's been the same for the lineup and the pitching rotation. Just really impressive all around. Crazy to think if they stay on this pace. It looks it could be a 120-win season. The record is 116, so we'll see if, uh, barring any injury, they're able to keep up this incredible pace. It's been historic. I'll say this, though. That'll put a lot of pressure on them in October because they haven't been yeah. to the World Series in 12 years. If you win, I don't think they're going to win 120, even though that's what they're on pace on. But let's just say they win 110, 112. You better get at least get to the World Series. If you lose the World Series to the Dodgers or something, all right, that it's almost you know forgivable. The Dodgers are really good, but if you lose in the first round to the White Sox or something yeah. in four or five games after winning you know 115 games, that's a really bad look. Yeah, we'll see if they stay healthy. That's the biggest question mark, yeah. right? For all of the Aaron Judge props out there in the futures market and as a team, if they can just maintain where they've been. Uh, any plays on the Stanley Cup Final today? Game four. I did play the Avalanche. I just think they're the better team. I think game four is where these series kind of you know, show themselves, where it's 2-1, and if the Lightning were to win tonight, we're looking at a long series, a seven-gamer. If the Avalanche win, I think they wrap it up in five. So game four, I think, is the turning point. Avalanche came out the other night with not a lot of intensity. I thought their defense was really lax. Uh, I think they'll be a little more buttoned up tonight. I do think they're a better team, and I think they win this series, whether it's five, six. Uh, like I said, I think if they win tonight, which I do think they win tonight, Probably wrap it up in five. Uh, I wonder if anyone's brave enough to, to back an under here because it's been nothing but over these, in, in these Stanley Cup final games. Oddsmakers keep thinking that it's going to be under, though. That's where the I juice know. is. I don't get it. It's a lot of favorites and a lot of overs, which is usually not a good recipe uh, for the books. Now, it's the NHL, so you're not getting a huge handle. Probably it's not like the NFL or something, but uh, I'm sure if you talk to the people making the lines, people that work for the books, I'm sure the betters are doing very well because it's been a lot of favorites and a lot of overs. Yeah, we'll be asking Dwayne Colucci about that a little bit later here in the hour. Thank you so much. As always, Will, you're the best. Stormy B, thanks for having me. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Check out the podcast. You know it. Download as yeah. well wherever you get your podcast. Will Hill at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Great stuff from him. And speaking of that lack of structure from the Colorado defense, something we're not used to seeing. According to Stathletes, Tampa not only doubled their shots on goal from game two to game three, but tripled their shot attempts from the slot and quadrupled their scoring chances. So a very big difference in offense for the Tampa Bay Lightning last game. Remember everybody that this show, as well as all VEASAN shows now are available in podcast form, so if you couldn't tune in, missed a segment, download and get caught up on your own time. Subscribe to the My Guys in the Desert podcast now so you never miss a show. When we come back, NBA draft scout and advisor Derek Murray coming up. Why he thinks we should be talking about the big four, not the big three. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. 
And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now through the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB picks, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR as well. And if you want the full VEASAN experience, features our daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is just $19 to become a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer rolling along here on my guys in the desert stormy bon and tony with you in downtown las vegas we touched a little bit on tomorrow's nba draft coming up from barclays center in brooklyn new york to start the show with will hill but excited to take an even deeper dive now with nba draft scout and advisor Derek murray who joins the program and let the countdown commence Derek. just about 27 ish hours until we get this thing rolling it's an exciting time yeah, it's, it's crazy. The week of the draft, you know, 48, 24 hours before, it's a whirlwind. All kind of rumors are out there. You really start to have to figure out what's a rumor and what's real. So we're up here in New York trying to figure that out, and it's a lot of fun. I was curious for somebody like you who this is such a key focus for you. Like, is this last 24 hours, are you just fielding nothing but text messages and calls and talking to people like me? I feel like you just can't be settled feeling that the work has been done. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix of emotions, honestly. Our scouting work has been done for about 30 days. You know, we have our thoughts on the players. And after the combine, especially, our job is to figure out where guys are going. You know, our agent clients, our team clients, all that stuff. Our, our job really turns into, all right, where are guys going? Who needs to trade up or trade down to get their guy? Uh, that, that kind of stuff. And there's smoke screens, psychological warfare, whatever you want to call it, that just runs runs crazy up here. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, a lot, a lot of the psychological stuff is, is going on over the last week instead of evaluation. Okay, well, let's get into it. I heard you speak the other day about how media outlets are talking a little too much about the big three of Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro, and not necessarily the big four, because you think Jaden Ivey is a guy that should really be more in that conversation. He's a minus 155 favorite to go in that number four overall spot. Do you think that's a fit, or could he surprise some people? I don't know if Sacramento at four is the fit. You know, Mike, based on my conversations, his camp isn't exactly thrilled about the possibility of going there. I think he just recently um, met with them. I don't even know if he went out and worked out. So it's interesting to see if Sacramento, if they keep four, if they take him. Um, but those four guys at the top of the draft, at least among NBA circles, have been talked t- together since December. Um, multiple guys around the league still have Ivy at number one or number two, personally. Mm. Uh it's definitely a big four. 
Um, you know, it's hard to bet against, especially if, if you're going to bet on maybe futures or anything, anything other than those top three guys going there. But I think I'd be at four. I don't necessarily think the Sacramento part is a lock. I'm curious to see who can trade up there to get him because apparently there's a handful of offers up there. Okay, interesting. Who of those top four do you view as having the most upside then or the most potential for success long-term? And does that correlate with who goes number one overall, Jabari Smith, the favorite? I think to early in their careers, Paolo Bencaro is going to be the best offensive player, especially probably in year one, just the guy who's able to get his own shot and his own bucket. You know, a lot of times at will. The long-term upside of those three, I think you're looking at Jabari Smith. And based on our conversations around the league, that's that's what most teams would agree with as well. At 6'10", 220, moves really, really well. Laterally, he's mobile, shot 40% from three. Um, and he's a full year younger than Holmgren as well. Mm-hmm. So you get him a full year of NBA development, you know, learn how to put the ball on the deck and create a little bit more. Uh, it could be a real problem. Why do you think that Jabari has gotten such an edge over Chet Holmgren? Chet was somebody that was talked so much about throughout this regular NCAA basketball season with the things that he was doing at Gonzaga. And the the conversation completely shift. Even Paolo Bencaro has gotten a lot of steam over the last couple of days to potentially be that selection. Jabari's still the favorite, but why does he have that edge? I think just the potential versatility. You know, with Chet, the rim presence on defense is undeniable. He is an innate rim protector will probably be one of the best in the league during his career. It's just wired in him to defend the rim and block shots. And on the offensive end, I think he's a stretch five. Can maybe run a little bit of the offense at the top of the key, sees the floor really well, and is going to be a great pick-and-pop and, and spot-up three-point shooter. Jabari's movement skills and potential as, a, again, a young 18-year-old, that's what teams really, really buy. And the frame as well. You know, depending on who you talk to, Chet's, medicals and you know they yeah. matter more to certain teams than others where Jabari has that body again at 220 pounds already with plenty of room for good muscle and good weight that's where teams really start to drool of man what what can we turn this kid into so it's more of that I think just the potential versatility um Chet's going to be a great rim protector, but Jabari is going to be probably more switchable as well. Here with Derek Murray, NBA draft scout and advisor at D Murray Hoops on Twitter. You can find his latest mock draft in full from he and his team at basketballnews.com. One thing I found interesting taking a look at your mock was Benedict Matherin at five to the Pistons. Most mocks I saw had Keegan Murray in that spot. So what about what about Benedict and your rating stood out to have him up a little bit higher? Matherin is an easy NBA athlete on day one. You know, 6'5", um, jumps really, really well, 200 pounds, great frame. I think he fits what Detroit is going to want to do because he doesn't take the ball out of Cunningham's hands. Um, and as a movement shooter, they're really, other than Sadiq Bey as a spot-up guy, they're, they're in some need of shooting. And his movement shooting skills could be really, really special. Tremendous athlete, transition threat. Um, the guy you want on your team, again, versatile on both ends, can lock in on defense as well. That's not in any way you know, a dig or a knock on Keegan Murray, you know, at 6'8", 225, he's going to be awesome and bring real versatility on both ends. I think the upside is there with Matherin, and they're looking for a guard or a wing to pair with Cunningham. So he, he just fits uh, in our mind a little bit better as of, as of today. Yeah, and good to know, especially considering his over-under for his positioning, six and a half. Are there any names to you that could really shake things up in the top 10 or top 25? I think about the NFL draft and a guy like Cole Strange, who the Patriots went out and got, and you had the Sean McVay comments, man, I thought we could have got him at 104. Anybody that could really be a surprise going significantly higher than we anticipate? I think yeah, I think Jalen Williams is a guy that really took off at the combine from Santa Clara, six six guard measured with a plus nine and a half inch wingspan, and is really comfortable running the offense, operating the pick and roll. You know, for a lot of people, he was in the forties and fifties during the middle parts of the year. A couple of weeks ago, for most people, he was in the thirties and the late twenties. And now, I believe that you know the mid teens is a real possibility for him. So Santa Clara, the the, the point guard there, Jalen Williams, he's a junior, so upperclassman, experienced, matured his position. He's a guy that could really shake things up depending on how high he goes. Interesting. Kind of, I guess, the opposite side of that, if that's a player who's maybe a little bit underrated, who we're not talking about right now. I mean, we are, fortunately, because we have you on the program, Derek, but most media outlets aren't talking about right now. We could tomorrow. Are there any players that are a little bit too overrated as you look at some other mock drafts or you hear things and you're questioning 
Why is this guy getting so much attention? I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I won't necessarily go with with overrated, but based on where people are mocked right now, I'm really curious to see where Jalen Duren and Mark Williams end up at the center position. You know, different teams value centers, both traditional and, um, you know, energy bigs very differently. So we currently have Duren at number nine to San Antonio. We have Mark Williams to Charlotte at 13. Um, but we've heard a wide range on both of those guys, depending on team needs, team fit, which one goes before the other one. Cause Williams, you know, seven foot one measured a nine, nine standing reach. And Duren is six ten, two fifty, and one of the most physically imposing 18 year olds we've ever seen. So they're just two that are currently the assumption they'll probably go in the lottery, but one or two of them may fall out of it. Um, just depending on team needs and, what trades get moved or what picks get moved via trade. Definitely interesting. Uh, Shaden Sharp, somebody that I've had a lot of question marks about just because we haven't really seen him since high school, went to Kentucky, but didn't play and enrolled early at Kentucky rather and didn't play. But everyone talks about just the skill set on this guy. What's your view of Shaden Sharp? Sharp Sharp has as much upside as anybody in this class if it clicks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 6'10" or I'm sorry, at, at a 6'6", 200 pounds, you know, long arms. He can be on the ball. He can be off the ball. He's a shooter. He's a scorer. He's a high flyer. And he's just talented all the way around. You know, even though we didn't get any college tape from him, the high school tape, the high-level tape, um, especially with Peach Jam a couple years ago where he shot up to the number one player in his high school class, he really has an NBA skill set and can create for himself on all three levels. So he's a guy that Yes, there is risk. There is concern if we haven't seen him playing in, in a while. You never know what high school players are going to come out ranked very high that maybe drop during the freshman year, so that's risky as well. But the talent is undeniable, and right now, I think seven or eight kind of make the most sense if you're trying to project where he's going to go. Well, and that's why odds makers, I guess, are so good because his over-under sitting there right at seven and a half. Thank you so much for the time, as always, Derek, and uh, hopefully you get a breather sometime tomorrow night. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. That's Derek Murray. Uh, make sure you, again, check him out on Twitter, at DMurrayHoops. Uh, great stuff from him, and it'll be interesting, like he mentioned off the top, to see if or when teams move up to try to get an opportunity for some of those top-caliber players. Coming up, should we fade or follow some NHL props that are very highly bet today over at DraftKings? And Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart Race and Sportsbook gives us his approach to Game 4 in the Stanley Cup Final. Don't go anywhere. More My Guys coming up. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are back here on My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine? Well, now there is a 10-day challenge to give you that fresh start, helping you walk away from the ashtray, spit cups, and vapes. It's called the Zinn 10 Challenge. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, spoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative. They're available in 10 varieties and two strengths. The Zinn 10 Challenge is a risk-free way that you get to try Zinn Nicotine Pouches, and if you don't like your experience with Zinn after 10 days, you get your money back. So head on over to Zinn.com slash 10 to take the Zin 10 challenge at ZYN.com slash T-E-N. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Time for Fade or Follow Stanley Cup Final Prop Edition. Taking a look at the three most highly bet props at DraftKings today. And do we think that it's worth a bet or not? Starting with Kale McCarr, over two and a half shots on goal, minus 200. Now, even with him going without a shot on goal game one, it feels pretty much like a foregone conclusion that he's going to go over this number. Nine combined shots the last two games, four points. He's averaging three and a half shots on goal per game in the playoffs, a full uh, shot more than this number. But $2, very hefty price for a prop like this. So follow at your own risk. I do think he hits it. I just don't want to pay for it. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, over four and a half shots on goal, minus 130. Y'all already know I have been on this prop a ton this postseason, and I'm back on it again today. It's hitting five of the last six games, 11 games for Nathan McKinnon in this postseason. Plus, the Avs coming off a loss in a game in which he was held off the score sheet, which is rare. I feel like he's going to be firing on all cylinders, so maybe we get scorched earth McKinnon today. And last one here, Ross Colton under one and a half shots on goal, minus 105. I see why this is so popular. 
a near even money price on a guy who's had one shot or fewer in seven straight games now. And it's interesting to see how much he slowed down. I was looking into his numbers to open the playoffs against Toronto. First four games, he averaged three and a half shots on goal per, had three goals in four games, but since then has only gone over tonight's prop in five of 16 games with two goals. Um, I see a whole lot more reason to follow all three of these than to fade, but following the public is usually a recipe for disaster unless it's the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Anyways, let's continue our preview of tonight's Stanley Cup Final Game 4 with the one and only Dwayne Colucci, manager of the Rampart Race and Sportsbook in Summerlin, at Dwayne on Twitter. How's it going? Going well, Stormy. A little uh, stormy, it looks like, out here in Las Vegas today. Uh, Actually, uh, overcast and cloudy. I know. uh, I I don't usually like that weather, but today I do. Dwayne, I have a very serious question for you. Are you ready? Are you okay with it? Of course. Okay. Obviously, we were talking on Twitter the other day about bowling, and I got a new bowling ball, and you were out at Brooklyn Bowl. What was the score? Was it a best of three? What's your average? I need details. I'm not that good, I'll be honest with you, Stormy. I used to be in a league when I was a little kid, and I actually had a a way better average. I was like a 140, 145 back then. I think the other night I barely cracked 100. So it was a delayed, uh, you know, birthday party, I should say. We were supposed to have it the week before, and then we found out a band that I really liked of him, and Mule was in. I'm friends with Warren Haynes, so it, it was a great time, but I actually lost to my cousin. He topped me out. I finished second uh, that night. How so dare I he at the birthday that. event? Well, you know, I mean, he's a lot younger than me. I'm getting long in the tooth, so. <laughs> no, I love it. That's awesome. I'm glad that you had a great time, and just practice a little bit more and we'll be on the lanes together. Don't you worry, Dwayne. No. Speaking of high scoring, Definitely. speaking of high scoring, though, this uh, postseason in the NHL has been the highest scoring in the last 30 years. This Stanley Cup final has lived up to it so far as well with three straight overs, Dwayne. Yet we continue to see the total for game four and every game so far at six. Do you expect the the defense and the goaltending to finally step up today? Or are we going to get another over? Well, you would definitely think it's going to tighten up just a little bit again, Stormy. I mean, we're dealing with Andre Vasilevsky. Excuse me. That's why we have, uh, you know, this total reined in. I mean, normally he's been unstoppable and he really stepped up his elevation uh, in game three. You could see how well he was playing. 39 saves. It was incredible. Uh, You know, I think he's going to be a lot tighter as will the Colorado defense. I think there's a lot of pressure now on this defense because Tampa was able to find some holes, but I wouldn't panic just yet, Stormy. I think Darcy Kemper, there's a, you know, he's under the gun now. A lot of people are saying Francis might start, should start. I would put that aside. You don't push the panic button yet. You're talking about a team that dominated on home ice the first two games, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, and nobody was clamoring. You knew Tampa had to play great in game three they put uh, their best foot forward and let's more talk about how they're starting to get banged up how Kucherov needs a shot to play tonight point is not playing once again he's going to be absent from the lineup you know this team has to be getting a little weary and tired after that long ranger series so I think yes it's going to be more of a grinding hockey style and like I said Kale McCarr he's going to have to step up I like the shot prop like you said I think he's going to be putting a lot of pucks towards the net. Nate McKinnon, he was somewhat shut down in the last game. But like I said, that was Tampa with their backs against the wall. They needed that game, and I really liked them as a play in that game. You know, just like I liked Colorado in the first two games. I think Colorado wins tonight, though, Stormy. I'll be honest with you. I think they're the better team, and I think it's going to start to uh, uh, the effects of these injuries are going to play it out. Well, that's kind of what my follow-up thought was going to be, was you mentioned the effects wearing down on them, not only the fact that they've gone through now a third complete postseason getting all the way to this point, but just the injuries this season specifically that have taken toll on those bodies. You think that it starts to show this game even, not not going back to Colorado or coming back here in the series. You think, so, okay, tonight you like the abs. Do you think that right. this is a short series then, like a 5-1 type of a series? Well, I think it definitely could be a five-game series. You know, I I like the way Colorado's style is. They definitely take the play to you, and I don't see it out of the realm for them to win the next two games. I feel that, you know, the shots, 
that's the key. Vasilevsky never uh, faced over 35 shots against the Rangers, and now two out of the uh, three games he's faced that toll. Colorado is still putting the offense forward. And the key always with Tampa, you saw the two power play goals for Colorado the other night. They have to stay out of the penalty box. Once they start making mistakes and once the avalanche starts to tighten their play up, it's definitely going to be more difficult on the Lightning. But on the other hand, I mean, Kucherov still had two assists the other night. Victor Hedman, was, uh, he played his best game in maybe two weeks. So you saw that. That was flashes of signs of the old Lightning. Definitely the Avalanche have to neutralize that. Coach Bednar has to make the right decisions. I think Kemper will be a lot more sharper. And like I said, a lot more pressure on that defense. And I think that some of the guys like Helm and Johnson, the Johnsons, will step up. Well, we'll see if Colorado is ultimately able to bounce back from what was their first loss on the road this postseason. In the Conn Smythe market, we talked so much coming into this series about the potential options. You had Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon atop the odds board. Andre Vasilevsky at a good price. And you thought, hey, if, if Tampa does go on to win this thing, Vasilevsky is the bet. Not so much based on the way those first couple of games have gone. If Tampa were able to pull this off, who do you think the Conn Smythe goes to? Well, still Vasilevsky probably, Stormy. It's funny that you say that. I mean, you know, definitely you know Kucherov, how well he's playing. If Stamkos could maybe go crazy and just start having hat-trick after hat-trick, there's an outside possibility there. But it's definitely between Vasilevsky and Kucherov if they sway the advantage in this series and they start to become the favorite and say they win two in a row. They definitely become in the, uh, you know, the limelight. Those are the two players, and I believe they're hands and above. You know, on the other side, it's so hard. Mikhail's at like minus 250. I'd seen at some shops. You know how now this kid is definitely put on a pedestal and he's playing. He's definitely playing at a top, top level. You know, outsiders, maybe Landis Gog, maybe McKinnon. McKinnon hasn't flashed his brilliance just yet as he did in the Edmonton series. So it's looking like McCarr, but asking on the other hand if Tampa sways, it's still Vasilevsky or Kucherov. There's not much uh, to go by there. Yeah, and your thought process with the Avs, McKinnon still, oddly enough, doesn't have a goal yet in this series. Meanwhile, Kale McCarr, as a young defenseman uh, over in Game 2, had a shorthanded goal and a power play goal, something you don't see every day. Uh, really, really special. Okay, last thing before we let you go, College World Series, we're down to three. Where do things sit for you guys over at the Rampart? Yeah, we did actually well in the first game. Stormy, uh, Oklahoma had uh, opened uh, 135 and it closed at 110. They were able to shut down A&M, that early three-run homer, uh, put them in a deficit and great pitching uh, on Oklahoma's behalf there. And in the second game, we're pretty much sitting even steady. We opened the game, Ole Miss minus 120. It's still at 120. This is a fabulous matchup. Uh, you know, uh, two powerhouse teams. We got three left now, like you said. The handle has increased as we've gone on and on in this tournament, which is very good at the Rampart and South Point. There is heightened interest in this World Series, despite, you know, the teams being somewhat on the other side of the country, outside of the Texas area. So I'm definitely pleased. And the Major League Baseball handle has been pretty good as well. You know, when you have the Yankees winning at a high level, that always helps our handle because people start to rise. Great stuff, Dwayne. We'll be bowling soon. Yes, definitely, Stormy. Thank you. That's our guide, Dwayne Colucci, at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. We are going to wrap things up with even more stick and puck on the other side. Nick Alberga joins the show live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. 
Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast now in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. We are wrapping things up here live from downtown Las Vegas. My guys in the desert, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And usually it's around this time that we get into my taken by Stormy plays or my power plays for tonight's game four in the Stanley Cup final. But our guest here and I, as I was looking at where his money is on tonight's game, we're very eerily similar, which I don't know if I should be excited or scared about, but we're going to talk it all over. Nick Alberga, host of the Fantasy on Ice podcast by NHL Studios, does a great job from a betting and fantasy perspective covering the NHL. Nick, how, how are you feeling? You feeling confident today? That's what I really need to know. It's funny. I was going to text you. For some reason, we're always on the same wavelength with, with bets in the NHL. And yes, I'm feeling Colorado. Yes, I'm feeling the over. And producer Steph is shaking her head yes, too. <laughs> I love that you can see her. I can hardly see her through the glass here, but you've got her on the screen. Um, yes, yeah, so Abs obviously trying to bounce back from their first loss on the road. My favorite bet, though, tonight is actually the first period over. It is three mm-hmm. for three in this series and somehow has not been juiced to high heaven like we've seen with the yes goal first 10. That's at minus 155 right now. You can still get the first period over some books at minus 125. How do you feel about it? Yeah, so I've been polling people for like the last couple days, and I still feel extremely confident with offense in this series. I know a lot of people keep telling me, oh, it's due, it's due, it's due for an under. No way. Um, So, yeah, I'm all over the one and a half in the first period. Um, I call the six number total reckless. I remain in stride with that. I think it's a reckless number when Colorado is playing, so I'm looking at the over six as well. But certainly, you look at the first period, the fact that it's hitting all three games, I just have to continue to go to that well until it doesn't hit, right? Absolutely. And I mean, DraftKings specifically, they opened this game at five and a half. I was like, we've got the How? first two games hit seven and last game went eight with Tampa on the goal scoring side. So that just shows you that both teams are more than capable of getting there. And I think something that really stood out about last game was Darcy Kemper's performance. Obviously, we talked so much about him being a beatable goalie coming into the series. Wasn't really tested the first couple of games and Tampa put some shots on him and he allowed five goals on 22 shots and had to be pulled in lieu of Pavel Francouz. I know you have a very special uh, name or terminology that you've been using for Darcy Kemper in this set, but uh, what are, what are you thinking that he could do today and how short might the leash be? 
I'll be fair. It's not as good as Pui Deming instead of <laughs> Louis Deming. I was Stop. calling Louis Deming that for a long, long period of time. I still feel that way, by the way. Tough goal for Louis in the first round. Um, yeah, we'll just say Darcy Kemper has not played his best hockey. The fact that Colorado is two wins away from winning the Stanley Cup with average goaltending, it's probably expected, right? Like, in fact, they probably had better goaltending in years past. But I think as long as they get average goaltending, they're winning this series. And the fact that we have to talk about this and suggest that they might not get it is scary. And, you know, I think we're at a part and a, you know, piece in this season where I think they need a couple saves and Darcy Kemper. Especially, you know, to your point about the five and a half number with DraftKings, a big reason because of that is Andre Vasilevsky. People are scared, you know what, of Andre Vasilevsky and what he's capable of doing late in series. And that's why I think you're looking and seeing that five and a half number in some books. Uh, I just look at Darcy Kemper. The body work has not been impressive. I think it's important to note he had a really, really good regular season. So. As long as he can make a couple saves tonight, I think Colorado's going to be okay in this one. I won on his under 27 and a half saves last game, obviously, because he got pulled. That's ticked down now to 26 and a half. Um, mm. But yeah. he, I was just looking into some of the numbers, which were, I, I'm not going to bet it this time because it's just too low. I don't feel comfortable with it, with the way yeah. that uh, offensively that Tampa looked last game. But he hadn't had more than 27 saves in 11 of his 13 postseason games. That was pretty staggering to me when I went back and looked through his numbers. Yeah, Colorado's really good. Like, that's my my best advice that I can give to somebody watching right now. Watch this blow up in my face. And then the fact that Nazem Kadri is expected back tonight, too. I mean, that just adds another sort of weapon to the Colorado offense, right? And I think ultimately it just supports the fact that you get average net mining, you're going to be okay. But, you know, that's the big thing. Why Colorado? Why do they surrender you know, not many shots on goal. It's because they have the puck all the time. Like I guessed it on a spot today and somebody suggested Tampa drive to play to Colorado. Last time I checked, you have to have the puck to do so. And because they're so high in puck possession and shot volume, it's tough to do that and tough to counter that if you're Tampa. Well, and that's why even in a loss and their defensive structure not looking quite yeah. to the way that it was, that Andre Vasilevsky's saves prop has gone up to 33 and a half because they just continue to fire on net the way that they have. I know that it's gone up, but is it worth consideration because of exactly what you're talking about, the firepower and offense and continued just waves that Colorado brings? I think so. Uh, I have seen some books at 32 and a half. In fact, I got in there at 32 and a half. I have some numbers to support. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> I have a couple of numbers to support why I feel we're hitting the over tonight with Vassy saves. You know, first and foremost, it's Andre Vasilevsky. It's game four. This is Mariano Rivera time, game four to seven for Vassy. On top of that, he's he's cleared this number in two of three, even the 33 number in two of three. The Avs have averaged 35.6 shots on goal in the series, 39.8 for the playoffs in 17 games, and 38.4 in eight road games. So I think we're going to see something to the tune of Colorado out shooting Tampa like 40 to 27. Uh, that's my feel in this game. I think Vasilevsky, excuse me, will step up to the plate, but I think ultimately Colorado will be too much. So that's certainly a prop I'm looking at the over tonight. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the shots on goal, like you just mentioned, even in game two, when the Avs had that 7 nothing win and he did not go over on his number, they had 23 shots on net through two periods and just put their foot off the gas a little bit in the third because you didn't need to have more. So if we have a competitive game, you certainly anticipate that number to get there. What's another prop that you really, really, like tonight well we're gonna get soggy with it you yes. know i love getting soggy with it here in my hits um I'm, you know so we mentioned you know we expect colorado to shoot the puck quite a bit i just you know mentioned the numbers nathan mckinnon it's time right mckinnon's waited his entire career to get to the stanley cup final well he's got to score a goal so i'm actually on mckinnon anytime goal and then on top of that this guy loves to shoot the puck uh no. i say he's horny horny for sogs oh, is God. one of my sayings because he is <laughs> he's hitting five of the last six uh, four and a half is an aggressive number. I totally comprehend that. But Nathan McKinnon, he shoots the puck. He's like the the best volume shooter, for my opinion, in the league right now. I think he's a very motivated player. He wants to score. He wants to make a difference for his team. So I'm all over Nathan McKinnon tonight. Uh, a couple other props, some shot props I would look at. Val Nachushkin, naturally. I know he missed last game. Um, Anthony Sorelli at one and a half is back in play now, especially with Braden Point not in the lineup. He's cleared that one and a half number in eight of the last mm -hmm. 10 games. So I would certainly look there. Um, our Terry Lekkonen's another sleepy look or sneaky look, I should say, uh, promoted once again back to the second line back the other day. We'll see if the Kadri addition changes that, but I would have a sniff on that front. And how about this for a sneaky play? Uh, Miko Rantanen, anytime assists over a half an assist. 
He has seven apples in the series, and nobody's talking about it. In fact, he's notched at least a point in 12 of the past 13 games. So normally known for his shooting capabilities, he's become a a marquee playmaker for the Avalanche here in the postseason. I love that. I also am definitely going to get you a T-shirt at some point shipped out (laughs) that says horny for Sogs because that's just going to be a great conversation topic for you anytime you go anywhere and wear that bad boy. With with the eggplant emoji as well. Oh, gosh. I can't even (laughs) take what is happening right now. Um, I I love what you're saying, though, with Nathan (laughs) Nathan McGinnon, uh, what, how do you transition out of that? There's nothing I can do here. You don't. Um, you I love the shots on goal with Nathan McKinnon. I, I feel like that's just something that we just continue to go back to in the well, and it hits more often than not. He's hit it, and I think five of his last six games. And throughout the course of this postseason, he's even had like four games where that number has eclipsed eight. So why not continue rolling in with it? Producer Steph wanted to hit me hit you with a trend here. Uh-oh. Gabe okay, yeah. Landeskog has scored first in three of the four games uh, or three of the, yeah four of four of the five excuse me games that have been played between these two in the regular season and postseason series does he score first again today so I'm actually I'm gonna act shocked because I should know this but she texted me earlier without an emoji by the way um that I didn't even know that that's that's pretty you know an aggressive look it's an impressive look at that and certainly I think you look at the trend. I think you, you take a flyer on that. Like, why not take a peek, uh, you know, depending on how much money you want to spend tonight in the prop market. Uh, I, I certainly would look at that because every time you look, it's like Landeskog opening goal, opening goal, opening goal. So good luck by uh, producer Steph there. And at 12 to 1, you can't be mad at it. Her and I just put like the smallest bet on it game one. We're mad at ourselves that we didn't do it last <laughs> game because obviously you had the yeah. two power play goals and scored first, even though we thought it was going to be Val Natushkin, but neither here nor there. True. Um, yeah, good for Gabe. 12 to 1. Let's cash some tickets. Appreciate the time as always. Always, Nick, and I'll work on that T-shirt. I wish you gave me more time to talk about how Roman Yossi was jobbed for the Norris Trophy, but thank you so oh, much for having dang. me. Appreciate I do it. hope that you <laughs> cash some tickets in the awards market. Um, and keep an eye on this guy's Twitter, by the way, Nick Alberga, at the Golden Muzzy on Twitter. Like, if you want some great live tweets during these games or all things NHL, that is the follow. Uh, that's going to do it for today's edition of My Guys in Desert. Enjoy Gosh, I get through the whole hour. Can't speak at the end. Enjoy game four coming up tonight. It's going to be a great game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.